This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morris. With me again, Mr. Jared Mariyama. Hello, Jared. <laughs> you always pause on my last name as if you've forgotten it. Or, or mm, <laughs> it's a different I like to Jared, change up the, the cadence of I how see. I speak. Give it a little variety. I, sometimes I think about waiting until you're about to talk and then I jump in with the last name just to throw it off. I think I've done that a few times. That is Good podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we're known for here at the yes. Square Co podcast is yes. high quality podcasting. Uh, Jared was just complaining that we're doing this too frequently. Uh, but I think. I'd, well, like, we should put it to our five <laughs> listeners. Uh, do you guys think this is too much? Mm, it's it's going to become the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian well, recap. So. Show. We're at, I didn't realize this um, when we were recording last, but we just hit 90 episodes. Uh, la- the last episode was 90. So this mm. is actually episode 90. When we're getting creeping up on episode 100, I don't think we're going to make it by the end of the year, probably early yeah. 2021. But we got to so, figure out something yeah. like, I don't know, a little bit special for that. I feel we're, like we're almost a hundred episodes in, and I want to promise everyone, like I did at the beginning, we're going to get better at this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this: I know it's like a kind of tongue-in-cheek thing, but I am more comfortable talking in this format. I see. I definitely am not. I'm still not comfortable. It's not that I'm not comfortable. I'm not good at the interview part. So talking to you is fine. When we mm. get a guest on which I think a lot of people prefer, it's uh, I don't do as well in the interview portion. You are really good at the interview part of the podcast where we have a, a guest on talking to them and asking questions. I tend to like fumble around and not know how to transition between topics. Mm. Uh, and I, like when we have a guest, I feel like, oh, like a little kid, like I'm trying to be on my best behavior no, and see, I think impress that's- this person. I think that's the whole problem. My thing is you have to kind of turn it off and be like, really listen to what they're saying, you know, and not worry about what am I going to say? What, what's my question going to be? Uh, and then just like a natural conversation. Um, yeah, maybe, that's the goal. I get not, maybe not, all of that in theory, but my stupid brain does not work that way. But I mean, you have conversations in real life. So yes, you have to think about what the... It's just like... As soon as the camera is on or the microphone's turned on, it's like a different thing. Hmm. That's the barrier there. Mm, yes. I, think for you. I know. It's uh, all mental. I would not be able to do it in front of an audience, though. Um, I think an audience is very difficult. A live audience, not a not a podcast audience. Um, that's a different. I freeze up so bad there. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Um, you anyway. have done some speaking engagements. Yes, so actually, I know. That's why I have proof to show that I freeze <laughs> up real bad. Yeah. So I think that it's actually, it's probably 10 times worse in your head than it is in reality. Because mm. at least from memory, the times I've seen you talk in front of people, it doesn't seem uh, that bad. Uh, but it's, you, um, I'm sure, you're just like... I don't mind answering questions. Uh, I do not like performing in any capacity. <laughs> so when you have to make it funny or interesting and stuff like that, the pr- I feel the pressure. And you do that thing where you're talking in your head as you're talking out of your mouth. 
you know, <laughs> you're giving a full presentation, but in your head, you're like, this isn't uh, working. It's not landing. They're not paying attention. I you think stupid like, idiot <laughs> for that sort of thing. Like I could never be funny. I don't, I wouldn't even try. Cause that's just a whole nother skill on top of being good at speaking in front of somebody or a group of people. But, uh, what I've learned from like college courses and doing speaking engagements in front of people for like, I don't know, little things here and there. If I am mentally prepared and like have all these talking points ready, I feel like I'm okay. But if it's like out of the blue or just, I don't know, like an impromptu sort of thing, then it's, uh, it's awful Hmm. for me. Hmm. No, let's not make this an episode about public speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that's the, that's the, the next thing I'm going to talk about. Okay. A a do that we both shared. Ah, we're jumping right in. So what did we do? So this actually should be yours, but I'm going to count this as my half. Yeah. We had, let's see, Kyler Smith was a guest on our podcast way back, probably two, three years ago now. Uh, that's actually crazy to say in itself that we've been mm. doing this for that long. It does not feel that long. Yeah. But for those of you who have not listened to that episode or do not remember about Kyler, he does the 1988 shows, the trading card series. Um, but he is also a teacher and professor in art at a local college. That's actually how I met him. He was nice enough to let Jared participate in a lecture this is all via zoom and i creeped in to listen to the talk and see jared interact with these students very weird Uh, (laughs) i was trying to like so you were the one who was invited to do it and you told me about it so i reached out to kyler to see if he would let me i didn't want to participate i just wanted to watch this thing happen and be like the silent cheerleader in the back. Um, <laughs> but he he's so nice. And I yes. think that he he didn't want me to feel left out. So he's at the end, he's like, oh, by the way, we have another guest here. And I'm like, oh shit. I don't, I'm like not prepared to say anything. And that's like what I was just talking about, where I wasn't mentally prepared. Yes, I just like yes. sink into my body. And have no idea what to do or what I'm saying. Well, when um, he introduced you at the top of the class, when you, you know, he mentioned you before we started formally, but oh, I kids, thought that was just they were already there. They were they could oh, hear everything, so it wasn't. I like thought it was were, just you and him, and then he's like, "Okay, I'll bring the class on." No, because when I was talking, oh. I I thought that too. I thought maybe there was like a mute feature that you know mm. he'll open it up. But while I was talking to him, the kids would jump in and say like i actually you know i'm like oh okay so we're going already so they knew you were there but (laughs) i knew you were gonna squirm so i got very excited about that i'm like oh good Uh. (laughs) let's throw him some questions and see how he does oh my gosh but i will say and i told you this already you do really well in the in these sort of speaking engagements i know that you just said you do you prefer the questions and answer portion which was the bulk of this lecture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thoroughly impressed. Not to say that I was expecting you to do worse or anything, but um, it's funny because you always say that you kind of cringe at these public speaking moments. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. you definitely did a lot better than you, you no, I lead, mean, on, lead on. <clears throat> this was sort of a perfect 
situation, though. You know, you've got uh, students, uh, so they they know what they're getting themselves into in, in something like this. And uh, I'm answering questions, and it's just about me. It's not like I'm having to give some. The hardest part of that talk was he had me critique their work. Uh, oh, at on the, the spot, end, yes. and that that was a little tough, but um, but fine, you know. Like mm-hmm. your goal is to keep it positive and stuff, so it was fun. It actually we went really long, which was mm-hmm. fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I it's hard for me to gauge any of that. So you're just kind of doing it and babbling along, and you know, I have no concept of. I wouldn't dare watch it back. Um, but uh yeah this even this is a different than if you were to go if this was uh, you know different times and you're able to go into Mm -hmm. a classroom setting you have no gauge as to their your audience's level of interest yeah which i guess you could argue is a good or a bad thing because if it's live you know and you see that you're losing them you can kind of switch gears a little bit Mm. or pivot into something else but because it's just a list of names uh, and you're kind of just talking to yourself. You, you really have no idea if anybody's actually paying attention or not. And but yeah. that could go the other way. And yeah, have you I, not um, worry about the audience at all. I think it would be interesting to have that as a topic for one of our future ones when we bring on designers, like someone who does a lot of presentations and mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. Because I, I am curious to hear about it. The older I've gotten, the more I think like these things. Uh, at best, it's like a fanboy thing. Like you appreciate the work and you want to just kind of you know experience them or or maybe even for me, I would prefer like a behind the scenes, like, Oh, this was a tough project because of this. And you know, those kinds of stories, anecdotal things are interesting to me less about the advice. I I just don't think advice works really. I think it's, it depends on where you are at your career. Obviously you're pretty well established and don't need tips and tricks on how to do something. So you might, you know, be more interested in something like that early on in someone's career, like Kyler's class, they're definitely going to be more receptive to, the tips and tricks and how to get your first gig and how to get hired somewhere. Um, uh, kind of and kind of not. I, you know, to me, I think there's there's great value in going through and finding these things out for yourself. I think it's very rare that people actually take advice and say, okay, I'm going to do what this guy said. <laughs> oh, they, that is also know, true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a mix. I, if they glean sort of anything from it, maybe that's the positive, right? They got mm-hmm. one little shard of information there. But um, otherwise, you know, eh, people have... People have everybody on every level. Uh, if you said, you know, the best advice is the practical advice, you know, like go yeah. here for resources or, you know, get a lawyer, or an accountant, like that kind of stuff <laughs> is, is good. But uh, otherwise, people, but, it doesn't, yeah, it's just hard to make. Anyway, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate the compliment. I'm glad to hear that I did a good job. We'll <laughs> see if these kids start contacting me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've always been sort of interested in this side of the, uh, I don't know, the creative world. Not necessarily like that I want to pursue a speaking engagement tour or something like that, but it's just, it's so different from creating a piece of artwork or designing something. Uh, It's, it's, I don't know, it's something that just interests me to see that it's another sort of path you can take within the creative field. Like there's people that have created an entire career off of just giving advice specifically to creatives and stuff like that not that i necessarily agree or disagree with them but (laughs) it's interesting that that exists it's um how do i explain this when you become a professional advice giver i think it loses something 
because that's their that becomes their job is to sort of package this advice right. in and in, in, in force it to make sense. And if you make it entertaining, it feels like it makes sense. But I think, you know, mm. and, and like I said, that's a whole different thing, right? Like that's a thing unto itself. It's, it, it might not make you a better artist, but it doesn't it doesn't have to. It could just be entertainment. Uh, a, right. a way to engage, a way to, um, you know, become part of the um, the illustration industry or something, or feel like you're you're part of that. I don't know. I, I am. I do like. I think I gauge it more by the person's story. So like, I wouldn't even mind listening to an athlete if their story is interesting. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, and here's the illustrator tool I use to create mm-hmm. this eyeball. Uh, less <laughs> interesting to me, more so than like how they got to where they are and things like that. If it's an interesting story. But like we said, even with artists that we've interviewed on here, a lot of it's like, well, I worked really hard. I went to college and I got a job and here I am. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it takes two hours to say that. But basically, that's what, you know, a lot of people do. So it's interesting that you say that you would be you would listen to a sport uh, figures story. I just I wasn't going to talk about it today, but I just finished this podcast series about Tiger Woods. I forget the mm. name of the podcast. Like, I remember. I've just been hearing it. it's like infamous or something like that or yeah. It's yeah. Like- it's um it's really interesting uh, and I like that it's it's like has an, an ending so you can listen mm-hmm. to I think it was 7 maybe 8 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chronicling basically Tiger Woods life and career up until today. Um, but yeah, it's just framing somebody's story like that is is definitely interesting. Seeing like the rise and in his case the fall and then re rise again. Right, right. Um, it's kind of fun to to listen and experience something like that. He has uh, such a uh, an unusual life, though. It's like it's it's like a. Well, yeah, yeah that's what makes it so interesting. And but I mean, it's hard to relate to some of that because oh, it's a, such a different. No. <laughs> like it's not the world you live in, and and yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. at all. Um, but this is not the sports podcast. Thank so. goodness for that. I couldn't if Let's, I tried. Uh, <laughs> since we just, that was our do or first do. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be your only one. The other one that I wanted to say really quick was that I put up holiday decorations in the house. I saw that. Yes. I wanted to ask you, this is potentially a controversial topic here. Is it too early? What's your stance on holiday decor i have house. never been one for rules i think people who uh, stand by those rules are idiots uh so everyone who <laughs> likes to i'm like you uh, don't have to do it but why do you have to take right. it away from somebody else i don't understand i hate that like, uh, pumpkin spice it's too early i'm like what why why is it oh too that early? might be my favorite voice i've ever heard you come thank out you of your mouth. i got a lot of characters i got uh <laughs> I got dumb guy. Oh, I got that was uh, awesome. Valley girl. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, that's the one you like. I did for you that, the other day. Yes. So, that, so maybe she'll come when, out one of these days. <laughs> I got to figure out a question or series of questions yeah. to get her out. Um, when are you going to decorate? Do you have plans on decorating? Uh, you know, I was thinking about it. This is going to be an unusual. I don't know if I'm going to go home for Christmas or not, just because. As predicted, the 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 cases are, are rising like nuts, mm. right? And I don't think it's going to end. Thanksgiving's going to make it worse, and then we're just going to head, you know, into Christmas. So I don't know if decorating is going to make that more depressing, or if that will make <laughs> it more like a little bit of Christmas. Uh, so I was thinking I, about maybe doing window like lights in my window, but I don't think I'll get mm-hmm. a tree because. I don't feel like I'm going to be in this place forever. Well, I'm not going to be in this place forever. And I don't want to buy a bunch of stuff just for, you know, 
this year. Yeah. I'll like listen to the music. Like I started listening to the music actually today. Um, and then, oh, um, that was, yeah, they, it's on the, like, you know, there's one radio station yeah. for like all areas of the world or the country that'll just play Christmas. Christmas music. I feel like it used to be like start Thanksgiving. Well, and now everybody's yeah. just like, ah, oh, screw Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving, I mean, to me, it's like Thanksgiving is Christmas a meal. Junior. <laughs> it's a meal. It's not a, you know, it's not a whole thing. So, yeah. Our buddy know. Mike Anderson would disagree. Yes, I know. We That's had the whole debate. Favorite holiday, uh, which is funny to me. Um, oh, and the presents. Gotta love the presents. All right. Yeah. Let's um, move on from a holiday talk to okay. really quick since, and we'll, we'll end with the big, the long topic here. Yes. Um, what did you eat? Mine is going to be silly. I actually gave you a box of these because I want to talk about it together, but you have been dragging your feet for some reason, and I couldn't wait. So I ate the it's a Hostess Unicorn Cupcake. Now, this is like the traditional Hostess Cupcake, but it's got <laughs> the most ridiculous of colors. It's like a teal or like a blue-green sort of frosting with like a Twinkie cupcake like the body of the cupcake is the twinkie material so it's like if you said like oh hostess cupcake you know anything hostess is already pretty artificial it's like hostess said hold my beer (laughs) (laughs) watch this (laughs) so for me i i and i think you said this has been out for a while but yeah um i recently went to walmart for something i think to get those stupid cheetos for you Mm. or the cheetos popcorn popcorn. oh that's Um, what yeah there you go and then, uh, anyway, so I'm attracted to like loud, crazy colors. I love a gimmick. And this box had, it just looked so ridiculous. There's a unicorn on it. And then the fact that <laughs> this cupcake was so many unnatural colors, that might deter most people. I was like super drawn to it. Like, oh my God, I got to try this. Just Ew. outrageously looking. I like how now for junky. me, it's just become uh, just uh, absolute crap. People just assume Oh look, this is this is weird and shitty. I, Jared, Jared's gonna want this, you know. Um, it's not. Are like we I have, wrong, Jared? Are yeah, we wrong? Not completely. <laughs> the problem there's a difference between what I post and what I eat. Mm-hmm. I don't eat everything I post. When they post like candy that tastes like Thanksgiving dinner, that's hilarious. I don't want to oh, eat no. it, but that's no. hilarious, you know. So the unicorn stuff, the um, they have a mermaid thing too that's similar um it's just a color scheme it's not really a flavor i don't think it's um, not made out of real mermaid meat. yeah but i mean just like um <laughs> oh it is real chunks of mermaid chicken of the sea um, but no so i didn't eat it yet um but oh so i'll give you my quick yes uh, review of it right, it is right. so it's basically a, a twinkie in the shape in a different shape with a layer of Thick frosting. So, but so, why are you, why do you say Twinkie? Because it's just like the cupcakes. But why would you say this is a Twinkie as opposed to just because the, the body, like the body of it, is the Twinkie, like whatever a Twinkie is made out of, is what this cupcake is made. I out bet of. it's not. I bet. So, it's so like the cupcake, they have um, yellow cupcakes. So you know they don't just have well, just the chocolate cupcakes. The, they have a golden cupcake, which I would guess is different than the Twinkie too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't had a Twinkie for a long time, but. To memory, when I ate it, it tasted like that, and it looks like it. 
But maybe I'm going to have to do a Twinkie I think so. bite and Twinkie, then a Twinkie, unicorn bite. Twinkie is a sponge. And I think there is a slight difference between the cakes and the cupcakes and the, hmm. the Twinkies and stuff like that. I could be wrong. Well, but it's on top of that, it tastes. It so there's probably a cream filling inside? It, yeah, there's a cream filling. White? Whatever. Yeah, white cream, a yellow cake of some sort, mm-hmm. and like a blue green frosting with yeah. that squiggly line down the center and sprinkles or something too isn't there um i thought there were sprinkles or something it is as artificial tasting as you can imagine it looks like a fisher price toy like it it does yeah and i i don't hate it though (laughs) i mean i love gross gimmicky things it's basically just like different textured bits of artificial sugar and yeah i mean it all it's all sweet it's all just yeah it's pretty much what you think it tastes like yeah Um, i don't think that it's not supposed to be like an unusual flavor or anything Um, no but it was just the colors that that got me so like twinkie does like they're doing all their variations for the holidays so they did your pumpkin spice twinkie uh the cream is is changed Uh, they have a chocolate one for christmas with the mint uh cream inside which is kind of kind of strange um and like a lot of variations on it so like i'm always curious mm. to try the the variations on the the standard but um, well i forgot about this when i got these but you've got that lifetime su- or a year, year supply, supply of, of hostess, yeah, hostess coupons so we should just go wild every time they've got a stupid flavor coming it's, out it's funny this. you kind of have to go to walmart for a lot of these uh weird trashy flavors and stuff that's why <laughs> that's why i go there because they only they carry all that stuff target doesn't uh, usually get a lot of that stuff right speaking of that's where I picked up your Cheetos popcorn. Yes, very good. So I've had this before. I love this Cheetos popcorn. And the um, I don't normally get the uh, Flamin' popcorn, but that was good. Mm-hmm. That was good, too. So it's just like the one I had at the uh, movie theaters. The, the last movie? You went? Yes. Oh, no, no. You went to Sonic. Yeah, the I last movie we last saw one. together. Yeah. Um. Did Which one do you prefer? Regular. Flamin' Hot? Regular. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's good though. It is actually very good. It's um extremely like salty. You know how that cheesy popcorn is completely yeah. salty. Um but it's it's Which good. I'm it tastes like Cheetos. With. If you like Cheetos, <laughs> it's popcorn that tastes like Cheetos. Cheeto dust. And thank Delicious. you for bringing that to me. I don't know it's great. It's you- just it's exactly what you said. I love giving you junk food. Yeah. At it's first I thought like- he's trying to keep me fat, then you then you give me also the cupcakes true. and I'm like he's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all truths. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. You ready to move on to here we watch? go. Here we go. All right. So this is I the battle royale I, coming. Up. I noticed this more recently. So our earlier episodes of the podcast, mm-hmm. a lot of the feedback, positive feedback was, oh, I love the banter between Mark and Jared. I love that Ugh. Mark and Jared make fun of each other so much for some reason. And, you know, personally, I appreciate it. Yes. But I don't think it's very good podcast listening. We have been really nice to each other on the podcast. Mm. I feel like that's about to end right now. Potentially no. tarnish our relationship as a whole. We can, well, well, I mean, it's pointless to come <laughs> on here and be like, agree to disagree. <laughs> Thanks, so, guys. Yeah. Uh, obviously we watched the Mandalorian episode we, two of the season, well, episode two, season it, two, chapter, like chapter 10. 10, yes. I think. Yeah. So <clears throat> before we get into that, I did want to 
mention something really quick. I don't know if you paid attention to this or noticed, but Bottleneck released a lenticular mm-hmm. Mandalorian print. Time um, release, I think. Yeah, so I think it's over, so you can't yes. <laughs> you can't purchase it. But uh, and Kyler Smith actually does this a lot. I think it's really cool to see this creative yes. print making where there a lot of um artists now are doing lenticulars uh but i think it makes so much sense for this property or yeah and the way that the artist did this print so for those of you that don't know lenticular is the type of print or image where if you look at it one way you see one image but if you step to the side or bend the print to a certain angle you'll see a different image Um, and you kind of get like a floating almost dimensional like 3d effect a lot of times so what was cool about this is you see the Mandalorian and whatever the Star Wars language is called. Arabesh. Uh, Arabesh. It, see, yeah. It's written like that. And then if you twist it, it changes the angle of Mandalorian's headshot and it's in English. So it's it's like a, it's basically a wanted poster. But depending on how you look at it, you'll either get English or Jared. Arabesh. There you go. So um, and again, because it's it's the lenticular, it's kind of gives you depth and a little bit of a 3D feel. Super creative. I thought it was really cool. And I, you know, speaking of loving a gimmick, throw a printing gimmick on top of that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, this is Mark's attempt to make this podcast about design. He continues <laughs> to try to insert design into Force the design in. podcast. That was the section right there in case you didn't notice. Let's watch. <laughs> All right. Well, it's over. Get out of here. <clears throat> yes no i did see it it's a very nice print uh i love bottleneck gallery the guy who runs it's one of the nicest guys i've ever worked with um and uh yeah go support them if you haven't already they do some like their releases are, are a little more sporadic i think like it's not this sort of like yeah. big thing well, every time but the, they've got some amazing stuff do they, i know that they originally were a physical gallery i know that obviously gallery spaces are not really a thing right now but do they still have gallery showings did you do you know or follow i don't closely? know you know it's funny i haven't <clears throat> followed up on that um i think every obviously every release i think has been online so whether they you know like let out of a lease during this time or not i don't know like if they'll be back mm. to a physical space but yeah i don't know one more call back here Kyler's first gallery show was actually at Bottleneck. Yeah. Oh God, years and years right. ago. I know. Before he started doing the Gallery 1988 stuff. Um, Kyler is just the nicest guy, by the way. I don't know if I said <laughs> that. He is just the nicest guy you ever want to meet. Like if I had him as a teacher, I would just love the guy. You know, like that would be your yeah. favorite teacher for the rest of your life. That was that's I, I mentioned this earlier how we met, but um, we talked about this in his class a little bit. I happened to find him on Instagram and saw because, you know, when you're teaching, he doesn't lead with like, oh, I do pop culture artwork. Yeah, right, so I found right. him on Instagram. It's like, holy shit, he's doing the stuff that I want to do. So I stayed after class one day. We we're talking about like pop culture art and how to get involved with all these different shows and stuff. And this relationship kind of formed as a result. Oh, I love um, it when guys <laughs> kind of like start dating like that. That's so sweet. Uh, It's yeah. And he, he is a total sweet guy. But after that, it's um like it. I immediately started taking the class more seriously. And I think from his perspective or where he was like, he kind of started pushing me a little bit more yeah. uh, as an instructor. I bet you didn't think we'd be hanging out as much as we do when you first 
met me. You and I? Oh, hell no. It's, <laughs> Take some I, um, time. Think about that answer a little. Oh. Well, so here's the, the real answer. I regrettably think you have become, and it does, you don't have to reciprocate this. Okay, okay. I think you are probably my best friend right now oh. just because <laughs> I don't see or talk to anybody as frequently as you. That's true. I would agree. No, I would agree. Um, I hate it, but it's an unfortunate truth. For sure. Yeah, I mean, and we live <laughs> close by and you bring me presents yeah, that's mm. good. And I might even stop, you know, um, paying you after a while. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. No, I mean, you're the only one I talk to regularly like this about, you know, this, especially this stuff. But then uh, working together on stuff is fun. And yeah. All right. Shut up. It's Here we go. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Take that out. Take all of that out. <laughs> we are now we're going to be at each other's throats. So I we actually I almost forgot about this. We did the Disney Plus watch party for this episode. We did. We did. Did you did you watch it since did you only watch it the one time? Have you watched it more than once? I watched it twice. I did watch it twice. Yeah. Okay. So first question I have for you. Oh wait, but, but so the Disney watch party thing. So it's basically like uh you can have a host. Mark was the host and he can invite people to watch. Oh yeah. And we're just basically watching it at the same time. There isn't a chat feature or a video feature. Right. It's just it kicks off the video at the same time so that you're all watching it at the same time. And I guess yeah. they assume was, you're going to be doing a Zoom call or something separate if you want to have that social. Yeah. Aspect. So there's a I don't it's kind of weird. The, I was trying to figure out like the scenario that this would be a thing or like who and why people would use this feature. I was thinking that maybe it's it's probably more of like a fa- a family thing. So like, I don't know, because the way the world is right now, like if I want to watch something with my brother and niece and nephew, we can all say like, oh, jump on Disney Plus and we're going to watch this movie or mm-hmm. whatever. And like a way to feel more connected in these different I could times. see it as if being like someone that you talk on the phone a lot with and saying, let's watch, mm-hmm. let's watch this. Movie. And then it's kind of on in the background and you're kind of, talking but watching but talking you yeah. know what i mean cuz i i, I found like with the mandalorian i'm like i i didn't want to goof around well yeah <laughs> that's the thing it's i guess it depends on the show too yeah, like yeah, no, maybe exactly. you do like a marathon of a thing so if we if we had a bigger following maybe squared co would host like a season like we're going to watch mm-hmm. uh clone wars season 1 all the way through today starting at like noon and it just runs and you can jump in and out whenever you want but like the chat feature is something that's missing for something like that. I think for us though, like my my initial thought was kind of held true in my opinion. Like I think this would be good for us to do on a second viewing, so that we can say, okay, here's the part. Do you think oh, this is stupid or do you yeah, think this yeah. is good? You know, and and kind of drill down. Because when we were watching it the first time, I'm like focusing and then you know trying yeah, to take it all I, in. Yeah, so. I I t- definitely agree. Maybe we'll try that. For I started out this week like texting you. When we were first, oh, started. I just didn't even. That's respond. what I and that's what I figured. But when uh, Baby Yoda got thrown from the speeder bike, I was just gasping out loud, like <laughs> the most horrific. Oh my thing. gosh, I forgot that was the opening for this one. Yeah. So to memory, this episode is all about just them being stuck on that planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my god, that intro was so cool yeah. with the the jetpack again. Every time they use this jetpack, it's fantastic. And they're still doing it to me at least. It's like the perfect amount where they're not overdoing it, mm-hmm. but you still get to see how cool and fun this jetpack is because, you know, when Boba Fett had it in the original trilogy, it was 
not it, what didn't it get used once when Han like hit him on the back and then he flew into the side of the Jabba's right but I mean he he flew over initially it just in the same seat yeah so it, it looked very, cool very and then it was used for the though. most ridiculous yeah. comedic <laughs> death uh, in quotation marks yeah um, uh, but so and then going back to the the jetpack and how much they use it he immediately after like that whole ordeal in the beginning the mm-hmm. opening sequence he has to walk like miles to carrying all this stuff back to Mos Eisley yeah so I, I'm thinking like oh he could why doesn't he just use a jetpack but I like look thinking about it now it definitely makes it like the moments when they do use the jetpack that much more enjoyable well he had a lot of extra weight too with the dragon meat and the, and the baby. <laughs> right. But yeah. he had two jetpacks. He could just strap one on his chest and one on his back. And he's good to go. Uh, okay. So uh, how do you want to do this? What's your problem? I, What's your problem, Morris? <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's just jump in. Whatever you want to. I'll start with a question. So uh, It's pretty okay. light. Go ahead. Go and ahead. then you can just jump wherever you want to go. Okay. Sure. Was the, the ice planet Hoth? Do you know? Uh, is there any way we can know? If you don't know already, everybody, spoiler-filled review. Oh, God. We're not, we're not keeping anything back, so, <laughs> yeah, just so we say that. Uh, I yes. think they would have said it was Hoth if it was Hoth, but I'm thinking it's not Hoth. Um, mm. It could be, but um, I, I think they would have said something about it. Like, so that's another thing that I like, that it's not, so the fact that we have to question that mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Instead of, you know, last episode we were talking about this, that Tatooine. we're both kind of fearful that they're just going to do all this fan service stuff yeah which they could definitely do that revisiting a lot of these planets for no reason it's kind of cool that they just went to this ice planet and it's not blatantly hoth i kept thinking that they were going to run into a wampa or a tauntaun at some point Mm. like that would be the giveaway um which even if they did do that i don't think that would be too fan servicey unless they did the whole thing where like a wampa catches mando and like puts him upside down with his ice around his feet, you know? Yeah. But they didn't do that. And they actually encountered another crazy set of monsters, if you will. I like the way they did Um, it last episode where those, um, the uh, sand people had those dog creatures, which were sort of introduced in the prequels. And it's just like that. Like, yeah, of course they're going to be there with the sand people again. And it's just a continuation. It's not like, Hey, remember these guys, you know, it was just like, it was just put in there for that purpose. Um, so with so many creatures in the galaxy, it just seems funny that, oh, it's a it's another Rancor or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think if they can do it in a way that it's like surprising. So you don't see a Rancor on Tatooine, but in another place, he's one of the creatures mm. that's there. And then then that's kind of nice. But um, yeah, if it's too specific, it gets a little... Hmm. Like, yeah, no matter what, if you go to Hoth, you're going to see a wampa. You know, that seems like, eh, you don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, what did you think of the creature that we got instead? Um, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. I'm disappointed that it it didn't seem very original to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how many different types of sci-fi movies have we seen? Like, a spider-like figure and, like, all these eggs hatching so i will say this was based on concept art that was created for the empire strikes back and uh, supposedly it was supposed to be utilized in the special editions Uh, they did Mm. use these spider creatures though i don't think they called them out 
because we didn't really get a name for what the creature was in this episode, right? Like right. he never said, oh no, it's uh, this. Uh, but clone mm. uh, rebels, I think rebels used the, this spider uh, in in one of their episodes oh, too. So I think um, yeah. when you know did those you watch rebels, I did watch rebels. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then it's like, okay, that's kind of fun. It's not. It's still fan yeah, service. Yeah, that changes but, it. Yeah, but definitely. different than what. Um, yeah, mm. just a random spider that, than a Harry Potter albino spider. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so I didn't have a problem with it. Now knowing that it is connected to something else, uh, yeah, it's totally fine. They are no going back to the uh, original Star Wars uh, uh, concept art a lot on on these things and sort of bringing to life things that were, you know, conceptualized for Star Wars but not actually used or, mm-hmm. or used sparingly or something. So I like I like that. Like go yeah, back. That's to a that. kind of cool little nod to the yeah the I guess the the legit origins of Star Wars. So let me say this. this you can, I can tell from reading online that this is going to be sort of a polarizing episode anyway. And, and watching it, mm-hmm. I, could, I kind of got that. This one felt a little prequel-y um, in, in some respects to me. Um, but I, was, I liked this episode. Overall, I, I did like this episode. But I think uh, a lot of people were having problems with it. Um, but I was just wondering for you, what was your what was your beef with this episode? The, oh my god, the one thing, everything was fine, but this little fucking asshole, Baby Yoda, okay, eating those Fighting eggs. Words. But they're I, unfertilized eggs. Oh my god, yes, but it's like the whole existence of this frog creature is this these eggs, and this little asshole kid is just eating them like. Oh, so is it crazy. the kid or is it the parent? Shouldn't we be blaming Mandalorian for not watching his kid better? What is he supposed to do? He's he scolded the kid. The kid knew he's not supposed to do it. Does it? Does he have to beat him? Does he have to tie him up in the and lock him in his room? Maybe. Maybe what if Baby Yoda do? wants to be an artist <laughs> and that's what he wants to do, but his dad wants him to do something else. Th- no, <laughs> I mean uh, no, but I mean I, he's a kid. Why did? Why did that not drive you crazy, though? It's still in... Ugh, I hated it. Why did you hate it? This I thought whole, it was funny. This whole... No, not funny at all. But what's the difference between that like, and him eating the frog in the other episode? There was no... That, there was no... I don't know. The frog was just nothing. It didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode revolved around But he's how, a baby. He wouldn't know. He doesn't know yeah, that. Yeah, but he knows... After Mando scolded him. But he's hungry. You, you could see that he got it. Were you okay with him wrong. eating the spider? Oh, I mean, that was disgusting, yes. but it was fine. <laughs> uh, but that was clearly the bad guys. and So he can eat the bad the guy f- babies. Not yes, obviously. But the, they were going after Ugh. them because he ate one of their babies. So really, again, Yoda's the so bad then, guy with the baby so spider. So he's an asshole. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. This whole episode was just... Him being a little jerk bugged me. So um, now I, I don't I don't look at him the same, and it's gonna ruin all of the scenes with him after this. That's so silly. He's a baby. It's tarnished. He's a baby. Ugh, um, I don't like it. How do you uh, feel I like, about yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Dave Filoni. <laughs> well, he was the X-wing pilot in the other one too. I know. I saw that when I rewatched it. I didn't realize it the first watch. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. when I rewatched it, I was like, oh my god. I was god. more excited that the other guy was from Kim's Convenience. How, but how stoked is Filoni? Because we know how big of a Star Wars nerd he is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, not only does he get to, like, write episodes and direct them, he gets to 
star in a in a couple of Favreau. and be in an X wing. Favreau was in it too, though, wasn't he? I think he was heavily costumed, but he was he plays one of the Mandalorians or something in the in the first season. Yeah, but but that's not so. That's way different than being like your face is recognized and you get a lot of speaking lines and you get to be in an X wing. I will like, tell you this: I thought they should have given that to somebody else. Um, because I'm like twice Filoni, like we saw you already. Well, doing the it same was supposed to be thing. the same. It was the same guys though, right? No, because I don't think the other guy was the same. There was a woman oh. in the other one. Oh, it was it? Was like three of them. Yeah, they blew up yeah. Uh, the prison. That, the prison episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I thought th- they could have put somebody else in that tiny role, like just to mm. you know give them a little, give them a little. I thought it's funny though. Like to me, it felt so forced. Like he's just doing it. Because he loves it so much and oh, wants yeah. to be in it. But twice, come um, on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Um, I will say this episode did feel tonally a little different than the other episodes. And I'm not saying that that's bad. But I think um, there was more humor in this one uh, than there has been in previous episodes. And I think for the most part, the humor worked. The little bit with the jetpack at the beginning, I thought that was well done. Like it was it was funny yeah. without being like Jar Jar Binks funny. Right. Yeah, I, really, the only beef I had or issue with this episode was Baby Yoda. And, like, not to... I, I know it's silly to, like, really focus on that or have such a big deal about it. But yes. it really changes the way I look at this character now. Like, before he was just cute and innocent. Now, he's a jerk. Like, it's not cute to me I in any way. I don't see why you're making it that he should be... Know mm-hmm. what's happening. So, if... You could tell. It's like when kids no, are I young mean, he knew or he wasn't even supposed a dog. To do it, but he didn't right. understand why he wasn't supposed to do it. He was just like, and what I thought so, was, he was, did you see them eating those little ration packets that they had? Like It looked like a TV dinner. Right. But that's like, like Luke's Or like a thing. bento box. <laughs> like Luke had that in uh, Empire, remember? Like when he was at Yoda's and Yoda ate the food mm. and he didn't <laughs> like it. See? I thought it was. Uh, uh, so if, okay. He could get away with it once and like slap his hand. Okay, he learned his lesson. But then it just look makes him look like a you know they have the saying terrible twos. Yeah, it just looks like a, a bratty kid now. Nobody you, likes a bratty kid. You should kid. not have uh, children. I, I I'm not concerned, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of not how it works with children. Uh, I don't know if you've yeah not that's watched fine television that's fine or anything, but. but. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I think he didn't. I mean, it wasn't like he was maliciously doing it to kill uh, the eggs. I don't he know. just was hungry. I just Pretty thought it was selfish. nice. I thought there were some nice callbacks with the the thing that you know, because Yoda. Remember, Yoda eats Luke's thing and mm-hmm. doesn't like it. How you get so big eating food of this kind? Um, <laughs> and so I don't know. I didn't take it that way, but I see a lot of people kind of did, kind of sensitive to the fact that. But I will say, what made it more interesting or sort of uh heightened that is because he went to that tank at the beginning and they came to him the eggs oh like i thought that was drew like the eggs I, to him you know yeah like, i thought that was him using the force mm-hmm. well that's what i mean oh, i speak- don't know was it the force so or was speaking it- of the force yeah i asked you this last episode where mandalorian has like no idea about the jedi supposedly right, and in right. season one all of this force stuff is happening, but he has no idea what the force is. Right. And even that other, the one who uh, makes the metal, what's what's that per character's name? I forget. The oh, one who forges the, it. The weapon forger. Yeah. yeah like she even name. said, oh, it's an ancient people 
called Jedi, you know, as if it's not mm-hmm. a contemporary thing. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you noticed, I'm sure you did, but he says, may the force be with you to the X-Wing pilots, like trying to get them away yeah. before they go on the chase. Is that just like a saying that a lot of people know? So he doesn't actually know what those words are that he's saying. I think he thinks it's a, an alliance thing. You know, so he's saying, may the force be with you, but has no idea that the force is what baby Yoda is doing to move objects and stuff like that. It's like, God bless you. Right. Someone sneezes, you say, Mm. God bless you and something like that. It's just a thing that they say. I will say that kind of dialogue, though, even that whole thing where they're like, oh, we're, you know, kind of patrolling the system. And like, I love that stuff. (laughs) Saying like this is post empire and this is how things are kind of uh, running. Very timely, obviously. But. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, th- I think that's kind of fun to say that, you know, that this is the, con- that's showing the old trilogy bleeding into this one. It, and yeah. Think- and it was exciting to see the, the, uh, what do you, the X-Wing come up. And then once they were getting overrun yeah. in Mando's ship by all the spiders and you just hear mm-hmm. the shooting. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool that they have like it's such distinct and specific sound effects. Yeah. Coming. Like you knew who that it, they came back to save them. It is amazing with star Wars sound effects. How like just the little, the slightest sound you associate with us, like the way the speeder bikes, when they take off and there's yeah. this sort of kickback noise that kind of follows mm-hmm. it after it leaves. Uh, it's great. It just takes you right back. They did the same thing when they did the carbon freezing on the ship. It's that same exact carbon freezing noise. And it just, Makes you all giddy. <laughs> yeah. It's fun that just the, an audio kind of blip would bring back all these weird memories. How do you feel about the creature? Like um, Dr. Mandible or something like that. Like to me, it, it felt very uh, New Hope, you know? Like, but is that in a good way or a bad way to you? Like they could have obviously CG'd this thing or, or made it look a little more uh, believable. But like they kept it very sort of puppety and awkward like it would have in the first film. He was the big ant know. head that she was playing. Yeah, cards. yeah, that yeah. was playing. Yeah, I, I. To be honest, when I saw it, I was just thinking of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah, the big because it has like this kind of goofy. Yeah, it's it was practical. It wasn't right, uh, like right. a CG thing. Uh, I'm fine with it. Like it wasn't right too annoying or like too on the head or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty minor scene. Um, yeah, I have no problems with that at all. Um, it is interesting yeah. that the every time they go into that bar, it's so empty. Mm-hmm. But I think like that's it, supposed to be the thing, though, right? Wasn't it like like everything is it's like sparse yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not the place it used to be because it's not the hip happening club anymore. Yeah, yeah post empire. Um, what did you think of like the this one? It seemed like they made a big point of showing a lot of Baby Yoda walking, and I was trying to watch it closely to see if they did some CGI in there. In some cases, and then the other times, it I'm was sure they did. Puppety. How did you feel about? How did you feel about that? Um, so this is going back to what you said last episode, where at that point you said they were doing like just the right amount of Baby Yoda. I do think there was a little bit too much in this one, where mm. the more you show, it's just like in horror movies. You know, the more you show the monster, the less scary it is. So like you save the big reveal to the end. I think they're getting dangerously close to too much baby yoda i think if they counter it like how they'd like last episode he really didn't do anything like right you know he didn't have a pivotal part in any of that But that's when like when his just his little head coming around the corner in the bar from the last episode like that's the scene that's super memorable and it's that much cuter because he's not 
taking over the whole episode. This one, he was like present in every single scene. Yeah, not that he did a lot, but it was just when it it was on his head and he was trying to get the spider off his head. Come on, adorable! That was so cute. Uh, I don't know. Little I think BB. I just am annoyed with him. Although I said, um, I was thinking Mandalorian's becoming a bit of a nanny uh, with all the, you know, <laughs> like putting the eggs back in the the little thing when she yeah. was taking a bath. Um, just like. So then it's like, do you, is he, I don't know, is that making him more likable because it's showing his character and he really is a good person or a good being? Or is it weakening him and making him less threatening? Um, I think if they balance it right, it'll be fine. If we keep getting these kind of things like this, then it would be less, uh, you know, effective. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens with that. But I I really liked this episode. I thought it was like some nice kind of character personality building. It wasn't, it obviously didn't advance the story. And I saw a lot of people were upset that it didn't sort of pick right up where the last one left off as far as Boba well, Fett. That, or, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. And so coming to the realization or like being comfortable with the fact that this is very similar to Samurai Jack and like old Westerns yeah, where it's right. really just about this character going on a journey and you can choose to sit down and enjoy every episode and not worry about the overall storyline moving forward. Mm-hmm. So because you know, I kind of made that deal with myself not to worry about it. I can enjoy an episode like this with the exception of that little Eggs. baby jerk. Mm. Um, but I did baby. wonder about that. What a cutie like, jerk, though. Ooh, no. baby jerk. Get out of here. The um, I do think it's a little annoying that they leave you with like this big cliffhanger at the end of the first episode and then it's not at all in the next one so see, i was fine with I th- that i was completely fine with that i in fact i i thought that that's what they would do not that i predicted that that's going to be the thing but i thought well, i that think it would take a break and then come back and kind of. if they're gonna do something like that i think they need to like i don't know because i say this and if they did i may not like it but like at least have another little nod in the next episode or even if it's let we're left with another cliffhanger of something similar you don't have to introduce him into the actual story and make him be uh, like a playable character but I, why end with that and not have something i, I think on too we have to over? prepare for the fact that it might not come back around for another few episodes or until the next season well they're doing a spin-off Maybe. supposedly uh, for uh, boba fett already oh yes so that i sent you uh, some other uh um, right. like pop culture channels posted this story and i forwarded it to you so we had a brief exchange but i wanted to talk to you more about that right now like i don't think it's necessary in my opinion we're getting like a they can insert boba fett into the mandalorian and we get enough of it we're getting enough about their whole background and like the mystique of the mandalorian uh culture if you will like i think this is enough i don't see I don't think it's necessary to get a standalone Boba Fett series. Mm. Uh, again, it just depends on how it's done. If it's done well, if it if it fleshes out that character that we know very little about, I'm all for it. If it's not done well, then then I don't want it. But um, I almost feel like it's it's more fun to have this mystique around Boba Fett and like not flesh out the character. But I think it more. depends on what the series focuses on. Um, and I think that they can. There's a lot of stories they could tell. I mean. I don't know. Are you, are you, would you put him like, uh, 
around the Sarlacc pit time, either getting out of it or leading up to that point, or would you go further back? I think what, what, I think in this case they're probably going to focus on him escaping from the Sarlacc, whether they show that outright or not. I think it's going to mm-hmm. focus on that time period, maybe do flashbacks to what happened or, you know, the months leading up to where he is now so that they can cover that and say like, you know, he shot out of the Sarlacc and then rescued by Jawas and something like that, you know, but they won't, they might not have that be like, this is the story of, of Boba Fett. Um, but I think um, they can, it's a good character and it's a character that they can dip back far into the trilogy with. And I'm wondering like, they can go all the way back. You know what I mean? Like they could, they could flash back to him as a teenager or something like that, or what mm-hmm. happened after the clone wars in that period too. Um, and I figured they would touch upon some of that, just the way that the Mandalorian dips back further than the current storyline. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be something like that, but I think they will contain it to a tight little story, maybe leading up to where we see him. Someone even suggested, what if that was it? What if that's all that we saw, we see of Boba Fett, this whole, and that's just to set up the spinoff, mm. which could be think- incredibly frustrating for, for a lot of people. <laughs> So I know that you didn't watch this, but on Netflix, they had a Marvel series, um, like a group of Marvel series. So there was basically like a mini Avengers that existed solely in the Netflix world. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they're going to do something similar with Star Wars series where like all of these characters kind of overlapping storylines and interactions with each other? Yes, I think um, maybe not as blatantly as they do with Marvel. Uh, where mm-hmm. where it's sort of leading to a, a singular storyline, but I think mm-hmm. it will be that it can dip in and out of these things. Uh, you know, from a strategic standpoint, I think really what they're doing is thinking this Mandalorian is crazy successful. As we venture out to do more Star Wars, maybe we don't go too far away from this. Um, so if they said like instead of a Boba Fett series, we're going to do Knights of the Old Republic. I think it's like starting the risk factor all over again, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's new, it's new characters, it's it's not even someone that exists in this timeline. Um, yeah. So I think well, that one like is s- slowly like branching off and trying to work off of what's currently working. Yeah, so we'll I think you said it perfectly before, where this the Mandalorian series exists in like the perfect pocket, yeah. where it's you're familiar enough with what happened before, you know what's coming, but there's a big chunk of time between that you have enough freedom to kind of go wild without affecting these the stories that like have a definitive um yeah. beginning and end and i think this in a way if they do these series because i think they are going to spend a lot of time in this time period i think they're finding this is the sweet spot because they can mm-hmm. do old they can do new and i think if they could find ways to sort of bridge the trilogy to the new trilogy better that could strengthen the new trilogy because um, we could start seeing new trilogy characters like the droid that was that held the baby you know at the beginning with the knife he's from force mm-hmm. awakens so we could start seeing more of that where it's like okay it's starting to feel tied in because we like mandalorian so much that it's feeling like Force Awakens does play into the the timeline a little more smoothly. Um, yeah, it's definitely skewing more towards the original trilogy yeah, right yeah, now. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I didn't even know that that droid was from Force Awakens. Yeah, he's just one where Ray's like fixing stuff in that little tent, you know, mm-hmm. he comes up or something like that. So we don't know if it's the same droid or not, but it's 
it's the same face when you see the the clips from it. Um, yeah. So. Well, how do you do? You do you like Amy Sedaris' character? I <laughs> I do. I I think a little bit. I actually I love her. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to. I certainly don't want more a whole episode about her or anything like that. She's perfect right. in this little extra extra bit. Um, and I was surprised they used her even as much as they did in this one. You know, it's nice to see her again because mm-hmm. he went back and stuff. But um, like I would not want her to go on the travels with him anywhere. You know, like to, she's that there. would make it way too campy. Yeah. And then the like the comedy ratio would just be thrown way out of whack. Right. But yeah, I love her character. And I think you're right. They use her like the just the right amount. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. overwhelming and annoying. I like the way the frog lady started hopping when they were running away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Just at that moment, too, I was like, oh, my God, she's so slow. And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. That's um, like that's like if, if it's like I almost want to be like, is that racist? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Like, you know, it's like a frog doing that. All frogs don't uh, jump like that. How right? How, why do you assume that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a funny moment, though. Yeah, but um, um, it, that creature to me felt prequely. She, I liked the character actually, because um, mm-hmm. we were talking about. Well, even though she used that droid to talk, how could she understand him? That didn't mean she mm-hmm. could just all of a sudden understand him just because he was understanding her. I don't know. Maybe she had an earplug in or something. That's that's all of Star Wars. Yeah, actually, totally, it's like yeah. all one way conversation. Chewbacca, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like everybody can understand English, but not everyone can speak yeah. these other languages. It's like you got to let go of that one. <laughs> I will say, though, in the overall story, I don't want it to become like Game of Thrones or like Lost, where the story builds and builds and builds and there's no way it can pay off in the end because it's just constantly yeah. putting it off. Um, so I'm fine with these distractions and, and maybe kind of expanding the story more than just... You know, because what's the what's the payoff going to be for handing off Yoda? Like, I don't I don't know what that would yeah what that would be, and that can't be it. Well, satisfactory. that's this, so. This is the issue I see. It's they've already confirmed they're going to do at least four seasons. Mm-hmm. The more successful this thing goes, the longer they're going to try and make like extend the life of this thing. Yeah, uh, and you know, the longer it goes, the less powerful or impactful like the ending can be. Like you were saying, so. I almost would prefer if they did something like Avatar where there is a distinct ending. You see it from the very beginning. Like, you know exactly where Aang has to go. You you know what he has to do, but he's got all these little adventures along the way and you're entertained. But if you were to go and lengthen that series to four or five seasons... By the time you got to the end, it may have kind of like lost its... They couldn't possibly pay off. So even with Avatar in that final episode, there was so much crammed into that final episode. I wish they like devoted a couple more episodes to that ending because the ending was very good. But to me, it felt Mm -hmm. a little rushed, you know, like you could have taken some of those sort of, you know, filler episodes out of that last season and and done more. Yeah. But what they did was really good. And I think that had uh, Rise of Skywalker been more like that of an ending. I would have been much happier. Yeah. I think that, so my thing with the Mandalorian, like it's, if they have their ending and work towards it the right way, instead of just milking it, milking it. And like, 
I don't know. I think I haven't watched Game of Thrones, but you were just talking about that. Like, I feel like not knowing what that show is really about, it's they kept alluding to this thing that was going to happen. And mm-hmm. like the time between the beginning of the series and the end was just like too stretched out. So mm-hmm. I hope that in The Mandalorian, whatever they, however they decide to end it, that it's not like forced to be too long like it makes yeah. sense and it's going in the right direction and even if they do have these filler episodes there's still like you're getting something out of it i think we're gonna get some fake out endings where it feels like we're building towards oh i have to rendezvous here and hand off the child mm. and then that person gets killed or that planet gets destroyed or something like you know what i mean yeah. so it's like oh we're still we still got the child and yeah, that feels like it. That's a like a season finale kind of yeah, episode. Yeah, totally. And it's like, ah, uh, just kidding. We got another season coming. Right. Exactly. Do you so. think that? I think I actually did this last time, but I'll do it again. Do they have? Do you think that they can have a Mandalorian without Baby Yoda? Like, do you think the show could be as successful, or it will exist post Baby Yoda? So if he is actually going to hand the child off to somebody else, will they have a season after that? Um, I think they could. I'm hoping more for a Baby Yoda spinoff. I just want Baby Yoda just doing things <laughs> oh, a half hour. Like, here's Baby Yoda eating different offspring no. of different creatures. Um, I think it would be hard to do that because right now the story just... And, and, and four seasons isn't really that long. Um, you know what I mean? Because then it feel like it would be one season without the child. Um, Mm -hmm. unless it goes back to like that, he hands them off to the wrong people and then he goes back and gets them. And then it ends up that they're (laughs) together in the end. You know what I mean? Something like that. Or that seems like a, like a reboot season. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Like, like you revisit, you bring this back 10 years later like, Oh, actually I got to go pick him up and he's a teenager now. But that's what I mean. Like, do you even have a concept in your head of what the end is? Like, you know, if they flipped it, they're uh, like, Baby Yoda's actually a force of evil. And Mark was right. He ate those eggs because he's a monster. <laughs> and now you've delivered the monster to the... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that seems pretty far-fetched. Yes, I think that it's going to be one of two things. There is some sort of a handoff, whether it's to a group of these Yoda beings. Yeah, or if a Jedi. It's to, <laughs> yeah, or if it's to another, um, I don't know, just another caretaker. That is one ending, or it's them walking off into the sunset together, like, you know, I, I'm going to keep Baby Yoda forever. I feel like Those in classic Western two. form, it should be that he drops the person off to a safe, like to a genuinely safe situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a Yoda family, but right s- somebody else. Or maybe they use that to like bring out an old Jedi that survived that we didn't know and like... Like, that's mm-hmm. the big thing. And then he should go off on his own, as if to have more adventures, but we don't right. necessarily see them, but it's like, I think a lot of Westerns ended like that, right? Like, sorry, kid, yeah. can't take you with me. I'm a loner. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about, and this is kind of the, the, I don't know, the new thing with these streaming yeah. se- series. Like, so stranger things, I think they were all about eight episodes, give or take, mm. but they're all done very cinematically. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot more in the production time. Like it's a, much bigger deal than like a you know a 30 20 30 minute drama yeah, or comedy right. series do you like these shorter season length um but like more gets packed into each episode or would you prefer there be 
a 20 something episode season. to me it's like it's all about story and and like with something like this i hope which i think failed in the second trilogy they should plan from the end and work backwards just like you said yes. right yeah. like you should have an end game in mind and then it should make sense that you can do that in four seasons not get to season three and think how are we going to end this uh, i think that's mm-hmm. upsetting because then you start realizing oh they're stalling here they just they don't know right. where to go or like that made well no yeah sense. they either stall or they rush the ending so if the story's yeah. good then i think it should go for as long as they need to tell that story and i think that tends to be shorter than longer um, right so I'm good with I'm good with four seasons or if they're going to like not have baby Yoda on it anymore, then take a break and come back a lot later, a few mm-hmm. years later with season five or something like that. You know, and it's a new storyline. It's not this baby Yoda storyline, because I think I think the character will always live on. They certainly wouldn't kill this character off. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I I can't. Which is good. I can't figure out where this is going, but then that can be scary too. Because how do you feel about a buddy cop series with Mandalorian? Mandalorian, like with who? With the sheriff, the marshal, with a marshal or (laughs) Cara Dune. I don't like. I'm not a big. I'm not a big Cara Dune fan, actually. <laughs> um, I'm surprised she hasn't been back yet, but I'm sure probably. I bet by next episode. I was fine with her. So I just like. I didn't a lot think of these she was characters. a great actress. I didn't mind the part, you know, the the character. Right. I didn't think she's a great actress. She's uh, not, but I don't think they. She needs to be for this role. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> it, to me, at least the the few parts that like she doesn't have a lot of speaking lines a lot of it is more action driven um so to me it's it's not as vital that she's a really really good actor she actress. was just introduced in the weakest episode of last season in my opinion. also also true <laughs> so i think I, I kind of associate her with with that but i mean i know she came back in the end and it was you know mm-hmm. More kick-ass, um, but uh, yeah, I'm not in a big hurry to see the old characters really at this point. But uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to see where he's going with this, with the Mandalor, looking for the Mandalorians. I'm, I'm curious to see what that. And we know some characters are going to pop up and how they're going to work those characters in this season. Uh, I'm curious about that too. Yeah, I don't know why he's. You said this last time. Yeah. Why he's after the Mandalorians? Like that should be. I don't know. Better defined, I think. Yeah. Right. And maybe they will go over yeah. that a little bit more, but who knows? Um, okay. But I didn't get a sense that they were hard. To, did you get that sense? Like, well, they killed all of them. Who did? Right? Who killed the, all of them? I don't know. At the end of episode, the last oh, season. Oh. But he did say that they they didn't some escape, didn't he say? Some, but there was like that pile of helmets there. Right. But I mean, as a race, was that all of them or... I don't know. That's all unclear to me. Yeah. So I like, didn't get that Are there a lot of different factions that around the galaxy and that that's was what, one? Yeah. Because I thought that was a little confusing. Uh, well, because mm-hmm. there's a whole planet of them, I thought. So I don't, I don't, I mean, Mandalore, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're all Mandalorians, I guess. But uh, right. are they like a an elite soldier kind of thing or are they more of like a race of people? I, so I'm not sure. So I would like to get more Mandalorian culture and all that that stuff in it. Um, so looks like we're going in that direction anyway, though. So okay, this this will be the last thing I ask, uh, and then we'll wrap up. They in the last season, yeah, Mandalorian. I 
don't remember his name, but he was like selected to be the one that goes out into the world. And they made it, I don't know if I'm misremembering this or if I didn't understand it, but it seemed like his little faction, he was like the chosen one to go up into the world. Everybody else had to remain in hiding. Mm. Is that how it worked? Uh, I don't remember. And was that until, explained in that first episode? Uh, whenever he goes down originally. And they're kind uh, of to mean to him at first. and Yeah, to get the armor made. It was like because that altercation was like, oh, you get to go up and do this. Like, I don't know. They're treating him differently and they're pissed that they had to remain under. Hidden. And then they came out from hiding and exposed themselves. And that's what led to their destruction ultimately. So they came out to save him. Right. And then and they then, were. Yeah. But they weren't killed in that battle, right? That was after the fact. It was before the end. Moff Gideon came. Yes. But, but leading after, up to those events, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So like the the Empire, the whatever you call this new post-Empire group of stormtroopers, mm-hmm. once they came back and took over the city, at some point they, I'm assuming. Hunted them ex- down. Right. Yeah. Which is. Again, seems like a hole there. Stormtroopers are supposed to be awful, like, fighters. How, and then Mandalorians are supposed to be, like, expert fighters. How did they wipe them all out? And then Um, even, like, the death troopers don't even seem like they're that much better than a stormtrooper. I think there is a, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that has yet to be explained. I don't think it was necessarily stormtroopers that did it, but maybe bounty hunters, that for did hire it somebody. yeah like how mm. how they were all kind of after him i mean they were kind of after the child really but um but just how all those people there were after trying to kill them same thing probably with the with the mandalores i guess um, but mm. i don't quite understand why that would be did they explain that why would why know. would they Am want I... the mandalorians dead or is it like the old bad blood or something well, that's yeah i i don't know if i missed that or if it's in the if it was, larger universe yeah. yeah if it was just convenient to push this story forward i don't know okay so maybe we should party watch some of these old episodes again <laughs> <laughs> see what we take notes we all i have to do is go on twitter and say hey what's up with this and i'll get a billion billion responses yeah yeah a lot of that stuff though i feel like would just be speculation should we give a how many uh mandalorian helmets for each episode how many are we doing this out of i don't know what are you like five or four five's good so i would give the first one four and this one i'd give a two i'd give the i'd say the four and three i like this episode though are we allowed to do halves yeah sure sure so yeah two Maybe three and a half. <laughs> Still yeah, so, a two. So clearly I like this episode more than you did, and we'll see what happens. It um, really, uh, it's such a small part of the episode, but it really like left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. The Baby Yoda just, that's uh, so disappointing to me because it just changes that character altogether. It doesn't. It really, it, oh, let me correct it you really, there. It really does. doesn't. It does for you. Mm. <laughs> Uh, he's a baby okay so i think for the next viewer party let's try it my way let's watch it once and then we'll watch it together before we do the recording and then we can kind of comment and say like what does this mean or did you see this that kind of yeah okay sounds good um and then okay so we're not going to talk about this episode but i have to say i cannot i'm so excited for these Krispy kreme caramel donuts 
I'm can't afraid they're going to be too sweet, but I'm on board. Who cares? Yeah. I'm, I'm more excited about me... the caramel glaze than I am about the double oh, caramel so, salted. One. Oh, yeah. So you did see there's two yeah. flavors. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we will get both. Um, but let me know when you want, when you're ready. And, and we'll speaking of junk, uh, I might be getting something in the mail. I won't say it yet until I get it, but I uh, might <laughs> be able to do that. Uh, maybe we'll do that in a live video. Is it we'll food re- related? What was that? Is it food related? It is. Yeah. Oh. So we'll see. I'll wait till we get it. Because if it doesn't come, then I'll feel stupid for saying anything. So um, uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, when are we going to do another? We, so we skipped this last week's uh, IG Live. Are we going to do another one? We'll talk about week? it. We'll figure it out. See what we got. <laughs> see what we got to All show. Right. Yeah. All right. So if you aren't already, make sure you follow us on Instagram so you can keep up with all of this stuff and when we're going to do another IG Live. Um, But that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you later. New Cheetos Popcorn. Yum.